0: The key thing that dentists will learn in today's podcast is that they can save tens of thousands of dollars in taxes this year if they get their tax return analyzed by somebody else than the one who prepared it and from a different accountant.
1: The Dental Brief is brought to you by Omni Premier Marketing and the amazing guests who bring wisdom and advice that you can put to use to take your business and practices to the next level. Find us on Facebook and join the conversation. Get ready to grow because we are kicking off the next episode in three, two, one. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Dental Brief. So uh, excited for today's uh, guest coming to us from uh, sunny Florida. Um, he is uh, here to give you some awesome information and some advice on finding experts uh, like himself to help you. Uh, Mr. Jay Malik, say hello. Hello. It's great to have you here. Now, um, for those of in our audience who haven't met you before, haven't seen you at any events, you're an expert in dental taxes. Is that right? Exactly.
0: How- I work with dentists exclusively. And uh, that, 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 that's all I do.
1: How did that happen? You didn't just go to college and then one day, you know, and you, you didn't wake up when you were 12 years old and go, I want to help Dennis with their taxes someday. How did you
0: end up uh, in this niche and this specialty? Well, in my, in my accounting practice, which I started decades ago, um, I realized that I was able to help the most people who are in the healthcare profession, which basically were doctors with their own practices. So I started to work with doctors only. And then from there, uh, but I also soon realized after doing that was, that it was not as easy because of the personalities of the doctors. Mm. But I also picked up that dentists had the best personalities of all the doctors, all the MDs, surgeons, physicians, and chiropractors, and everybody. So I said, this group is nice. They are are generally nicer. So I decided to work with them. This was when it started years ago. And I've stayed in that niche since then, and life is good. Yep. So um, that's awesome, and I agree with
1: dentists. are fantastic uh, to work with. Obviously, this is a, a podcast that specializes in getting uh, content to dentists. Um, so, let me ask you this question: When in your travels and when people call you um, and you get calls for practices, what are some of the biggest challenges they're facing? What are some of those kind of nightmare calls that they're that uh, you know that they're calling you to solve their problem? What are you hearing?
0: The most common problem, which uh, when I speak to dentists is actually the same majority of the world has, which is I have less money than what I want. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So that is yes. the, the that is the, the same problem. So they're trying to, in the case of dentists, they're trying to control their overhead and uh, they're trying to increase their collection so they're gonna bring home more. Uh, and what uh, I realized is that, um, Tax is their single largest expense. Hmm. So if they can manage that and uh, uh, legally reduce it, their net increases. Hmm. So their financial situation improves.
1: Yeah, and that makes a, a ton of sense. And I don't think most people look at taxes as being their biggest expense. I don't think most people even look at it as an expense at all, but it, it truly is, right? It's an operating, it's part of doing business. It's an operating cost of doing business. So yes. this, so, uh, Jay, you you are analyzing taxes all the time. And in fact, you, know, you, you mentioned earlier before we um, jumped in that um, everybody should have their taxes viewed by someone else after they're done, right? Yeah.
0: Yes. yes.
1: When, yeah, what what do you see happen when people go through this process? So, uh, what do you, you know, if a hundred dentists were randomly selected in this country and someone else reviewed their taxes—that's an expert in
0: dental taxes—in hindsight, what kind of percentages do you think these people could save? Normally, uh, this is an interesting statistic, and I've been doing it for years. It has remained almost consistent. The tax returns I receive from dentists, and there are a lot of them throughout the year I get them. 95% plus are overpaying in tax. I'll repeat it. So out of 100 dentists who send me their tax returns, there are only five who are paying what they are legally required to pay. The 95 rest of them Are actually paying more than they are legally required to pay. So they are not only paying the IRS, but they're also leaving a tip for IRS.
1: Yeah. If you, if you, that's crazy, right? And if you were to take 10 dentists and put them in a room, one of them is going to have their taxes right. Nine of them are not, based on the statistics that you just gave, give or take. Out of those dentists, let's say that the dentist, you know they're they own a practice and they're doing $800,000 a year in collections right what kind of variance will you see like what is the worst that you've seen or if you put those people in those rooms, what is the the worst how much money could that one who taxes were like, gave them the biggest tip to the IRS as you put it before how much could they have saved well <clears throat>
0: 800 850 900 is kind of uh, dollars a year is kind of kind of the middle of the collections range in the U.S. at present. Sure. So, and the net uh, for a dentist to collect that much money that varies widely. For some doctors it is a less than $100,000 which they bring home to, to for themselves and for some it is like 250000 $300,000. So you can see the overhead plays the, the role in that right and uh, the tax they actually they pay that also varies the same way uh some are paying uh, 12000 13000 dollars most of the dentists i speak to uh i i find they are they if they did their taxes differently they would pay at least 10000 dollars less than what they are paying right now
1: and over the course of ten thousand dollars, and let's say you have a, a twenty-year career, ten thousand dollars over a twenty-year career isn't two hundred
0: thousand dollars, is it?
1: Because a compound Knowledge interest sounds
0: way more because of the you know interest effect and the inflation effect and the value of time value of money. I believe uh, yeah. I had made this calculation uh, many many years ago. I haven't done it recently that an average dentist pays more than a million dollars, more than they have to, to IRS in their career. And when I say the IRS, IRS is like a generic term for the federal government. You have to pay the tax to your state government as well, right? So it's kind of a combined tax overpayment is more than a million dollars per dentist who has kind of an average type of practice.
1: So I think we should probably pause for a little bit because you just said a million dollars over the course of their career in taxes. That's a huge, that's a significant amount of money, right? I mean, when you look at practices that are looking at transitioning, so they're looking at retiring and selling their practice, they, you know, I, I see I see this um, where practices that are looking to sell are a little frustrated with the price that they're able to get for their practice. Right? But I think if you looked in hindsight and said, Oh, not only, you know, are you only selling your practice for this and then that's frustrating, you also lost a million dollars in taxes. You literally lost a million dollars over the course of your career in taxes. I mean that's and that's crazy, right? I mean that's it's absolutely sure. insane. So so you know, I think if we went back, it's pretty easy to say with the right tax planning, the right person and the right team executing the right plan this episode could save someone a million dollars which is fantastic so i thank you for bringing that terrific amount of value um to our listeners um let me ask you this the after mostly and i know there's different things that come up and there's different funds available and what have you but typically once the year ends you're kind of stuck right so once and i know there's exceptions to that rule but in generally You want to start talking about your 2023 taxes now. Would you
0: agree with that? Yes. Actually, most of the work we do uh, that shows, and that is because of the way the tax code is written, the most saving you can do is during the year. Yeah. If you have a, the, the first part is, of course, that you need to have a plan. You need to know upfront how if I do things a certain way, what will be my tax savings? and then during the year you implement it. And it has to be an automatic implementation. So you can save that money. I do wanna, one thing just uh, clarify that although the way the tax code is written once the year is over, you can't change a lot, but there are still differences you can make, which are very significant in your tax situation uh, before you file it. And interestingly, even after you have filed your tax return, you can still amend it right. and get some of the money back if you had if you had not done it correctly in the last, in the past say, but but that you can only go back three years. Okay. I have sometimes done it with dentists if I if the when the, if I see their tax return and say hey listen you know you should have done this differently. It would have saved you some money. And so we have gone back and amended, but again, the law only allows you to amend three previous years. You can't go, you know, uh, before that. So, which means that whatever you have overpaid more than three years ago, that is gone. Yep. So I'm going to ask you this
1: question. I know it's not the easiest uh, question to answer. Um, you you're an expert in this in, in this field. There's other experts out there too, right? I'm sure you've, you've met people that are in your field that you think are very qualified and, and you would even recommend if somebody didn't want to work with you. How do you, how do you go about vetting an expert such as yourself to help with this? How do you make sure that you have the right person who knows what they're doing? That's trustworthy.
0: That's experienced. Um, how do you make sure you find that person? Good. Certainly, uh, you see with these things there are some rules rules of thumbs, right? They don't apply in every case, uh, but in most cases rules of thumbs kind of give us a rough idea where we are headed. Uh, and uh, years ago, when I started practicing, um, it was that okay people used to say. That if you want an expert working a doctor or a, even a plumber or so ever, find the guy with the gray hair. <laughs> it means he has been doing it for a long time. Yeah. And probably he has learned something, right? Sure. That formula actually still applies. Somebody who has worked in the industry, say in the marketing, in the field of marketing. Uh, these days, everybody is an expert in marketing. A kid who can't find a job after graduating from college, they, sure. they, he starts calling himself a marketing agency. And I've seen a lot of them charging a lot of money from dentists, not producing results because they have no experience. They don't know. They have not worked long enough in the industry to say what the dental patient is looking for. Yep. And what do you need to tell them so they come to a particular dental practice. 100%. So the experience matters a lot, and I think that is important. People who work in the industry, in this niche of dental industry, and who who have done it for years, generally have, I have found out, better idea of what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. And on the marketing
1: front, you're 100% right about that. And then there's also types that, of marketers who know what they're doing, um, but don't care about what they're doing. And they'll move from niche to niche to niche. This month they specialize in dental. Next month they specialize in childcare centers. The month after that it's plumbers and so on and so forth. So you're hundred percent right about that. So finding someone who's niche specific and has experience in that that niche I think is critical. I wanna encourage our audience to check out the website. It's lesstaxfordentist.com. Really easy to remember one more time, lesstaxfordentist.com. And, uh, of course, that will be listed on our social media, and we'll post it on our website as well. Uh, Malik, thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate you. You're you're most welcome. It was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you.